Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show, we have Spoon Douglas, who is a local uh, musician, among other things. He's got three great acts that he's currently a part of, and I think he's been a, n- a member of another other acts. There might even be new ones to come, which I can't talk about today, but in any event... Um, he has got uh, Pilot Jones. He's got what's uniform? The uh, unknown vices. Unknown uh, vices, and then actual tree are the three that are going on currently, right? Yeah, it was my primary. Primary. Now you're a guitar player and a bass player, correct? Yeah. Now what do you play in each of those three bands? Um, unknown vices. I, I started off as I, mean, I am the guitarist. Okay. Uh, when we record, I also play bass. Um, actual tree, I, I do everything. Yeah, that's like, the whole thing to you. It's kind of like a realist. Well, who was a singer? Singer though, because the, the song, track that I was listening to, there's a female singer. That's unknown vices. Oh, okay. I'm mixing and, uh, them up. Okay. Yeah, that's it's more of an alternative, sure, uh, type of band, and, and I, I really enjoy that. Um, but it's not my passion. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let's 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 not start in the middle as I do with almost everybody. So, where are you from originally? I'm from Daytona Beach. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Grew okay. Up, born and raised. I was. That's a crazy place, man. How was it? Wild, wild. Yeah. A lot of uh, rednecks during race. So I was going to ask you that because you got a lot of bikers, a lot of a lot of, a lot of bike, you know, the the races, rednecks, that sort of thing. Um, uh, is it a liberal town, a conservative town? I mean, I know a lot of the people that visit there for events are pretty conservative or. Yeah. Or not forward thinking, but the town itself is a beach town. So you know, how was that growing up? Yeah, it was definitely uh, it was divided. It was yeah. definitely divided. There was uh, we we knew where we stood, and I you know I don't want to get into politics, but yeah, I was there's a lot of racism right there. But I was used to it. You know, you grow up with it, you're just used to it, so you're not really like sensitive about it. So how big was your family? Uh, pretty. Pretty just me- medium sized mom, dad, brother, sister. Okay, me. where did you fall on the brother, sister? I was the oldest. You're the oldest. Yeah. See, so I, I, I think, I think one of the great psychological, sociological determiners are whether or not you're an only child or have siblings, and then if you have siblings, where you fall in that lineup. I think that has such a great impact on the person that you become in life. Um, now, as the oldest of the three. You didn't get introduced to new music from your siblings. You probably introduced them to new music. Well, that's crazy. Uh, my sister, she, uh, she was a hip hop head, but okay. she would listen to heavy metal like Corn, like uh-huh. back in the, back in the new metal, 90s. yeah, yeah. That, that crossover started to happen, so she was like, "Hey, listen to this." And me, I was like in the fucking disco back then. How old are you? Uh, Thirty eight. Okay. So yeah, I was like. Disco from this? Daytona at 33. <laughs> I was a weird ass kid. Man. Yeah. I, was a weird, I was one of those arts kids. Yeah. Uh, but Power Man 5000, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I saw the music video and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah. spoke to you. Yeah. And uh, I thought rock and roll was just all screaming and everyone playing as loud as possible at the same time. Right. But uh, in 04, I heard Justice for All. Oh, uh, yeah. The Gateway. Yeah. So I heard that shit and I was like sold. I, and Justice for All was definitely the gateway for me. I'm trying to think what came first. I think it was in Justice for All. Then it was uh, Appetite for Destruction. But those are pretty okay. close. There's right, got to be right around 87, 88. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that, that time frame. But I remember seeing the, the video for uh, One. One. And just heavy. like... Uh, 
that just seemed like the darkest thing yeah. ever in the world. And I was like, what is this? This is awesome. Yeah. And then you'd see these pictures of them, like all black and they had their plane and they're yeah. just, just like, you know, no, and I was yeah. this little only child Catholic school kid, you know, never got into trouble or anything else. But, you know, in my bedroom with this dark metal music going on. And that's well, yeah. I so your, your little sister introduced you to it. Yes, that's a first. Yeah. Now, Douglas, like what's what's <laughs> where did your family derive from originally? What's your what's the history uh, there? Well, actually, my real name is Ryan Ingram. OK, but uh, my family, they're uh, they're from all over the place. Okay. Uh, I didn't meet my dad till later. So a lot of my family's from the South Carolinas. Okay. In Georgia. So a lot of, uh, a lot of country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> folks. Yeah. South Carolina and North Carolina are interesting because you can have two very different experiences there depending on how close you are to a college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Those little college enclaves are kind of the saviors of otherwise interesting <laughs> uh, Bible Belt towns that you. Yeah come from um so uh in high school you said you were you an artist or were you an athlete or were you both or yeah i was the uh the band kid i used to skip uh pe to go to to hang out in the band i played trumpet oh really of course yeah. do you still play no I, I put that damn thing down as soon as i graduated uh, trumpet's sexy man i love watching all the old like you know miles davis john coltrane yeah. all those old videos i mean that was that's a whole other language i mean that's kind of a world unto itself within music um so after band, after high school, where'd you go? Uh, college, community college. Where'd you go? Uh, DBCC. Okay. It was our uh, local college. Okay. What'd you study there? Psychology. Really? All things, yeah. What Psychology. drove you to that? Um, that's where the ladies were, man. Interesting. <laughs> that's where the crazy ladies are, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's what, it, that's what it I'm like, I could do physics and, you know, uh, yeah. engineering, but I was like, these are all these damn dudes here. Nice. It's office party. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that would be a great band name. I know there's no movie video. <laughs> anyway, have you, are you on the fictitious band name registry? No. I got to invite you to that. Really? Do, do you know Devin Brady? No. So he's a local musician. He's a he's a firefighter. He's a contractor. They're actually building this great thing over here in Ybor Heights called the Peninsularium, which is this interactive art installation where it's all these semi-trailer trailers and each artist does their own one where you can like touch the stuff and play with the stuff and everything else. But uh, his other claim to fame is he started this Facebook page called the fictitious band name registry. And all it is, is people just coming up with stupid band names and oh, it's the funniest thing. I'll invite you oh, to it. Okay. As soon as yeah, you're done. I got, I got it's it. the funniest thing out there. Like uh, I, I came up with Hispanic at the disco the other day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my, my, my band, which has never practiced or played together is the fuck hammocks, which is uh there was an article about, it was like an onion article about the skyway bridge wanted to stop suicides by putting nets up on the other here. side. Well, it was a joke article, oh, oh. but it was saying that the city of St. Pete was worried they would turn into fuck hammocks, which I was like, that's the best name ever for a, like a punk band. Anyway, so, uh, junior college, and then after that, what, where'd you go? Uh, I just where um, I came to Tampa, uh, okay. USF. Now, were you playing in bands at that time back then? Were you? When did you pick up a guitar? Uh, Two thousand and four. Okay, uh, right before I uh, got into metal, I bought a guitar. I was like, I need to do something. Acoustic I, or electric? Acoustic. Okay, what she was has it? Acoustic. Okay, uh, I think an Ibanez. Ibanez, man, they—they're bread and butter. Is people getting into guitar, man? Yeah, That's no. where it's. Damn, Ibanez. I saw School of Rock in uh, uh, Jeff Black. Je Jack, Jack, Jack Black, Black. Yeah, Jack Black yeah. was so—he was just so fucking passionate yeah, about yeah. the music. And like, I never forget, I was coming back from from China, 
and I'm watching this shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm just filled with passion. So as soon as I got the fucking plane, I rent, ran to my uh, pawn shop and said, I need a fucking guitar. And I explained to him why I'm going to change the fucking world. That's right. <laughs> so no no instruments from high school until then? No, no. Oh, wow. Years, I, I just... All right, all right. So, two thousand four. What you said? Come back from China. What were you doing in China? I was, man. I was in my twenties. I, I have a, my buddies knew I was into knew I was into um, Asian culture. Right. So they said, "Hey, like you anime know, and yeah, all that all, bullshit." Yeah, yeah. So I was like, somebody saw a flight and they're like, "Oh yeah, here's a flight." And I'm like, "No, you fucking plan it. I'll I'll pay for it. We can go." I love my parents. How many? How many of y'all went? Uh, two guys. Okay. How long were you there? Uh, week and a half. Was it was it awesome? Was it crazy, dude? Yeah, it was awesome, awesome and crazy because it was right the SARS. Oh yeah, that's why it was affordable. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you can go back now after coronavirus Yo, on, that, on that's the, the best cheap. time. Um, so I, that that whole part of the world has always scared me because you know, like I can get by in Europe because I can kind of understand the language yeah. and I can kind of figure stuff out, but over there it just seems like you're completely the cord is cut. Yeah, stuck out, stood out like a sore thumb. How did they treat you over there? Uh, like a celebrity. They, yeah, they saw me and they were like, "You know, who the hell is this guy?" Because American, because black. What was the what was the thing that appealed to them? You don't know. I was just tall as fuck, and yeah, I was a black dude. That's right. You're just like walking around, lording over everybody. They took pictures of me like I was <laughs> a tourist attraction. Right, right, right. Um, so what did you do when you were over there? Just, just eat, hang out, do yeah. whatever. Uh, we had a personal tour guide who, who took us to different places. That's awesome. And uh, the coolest was uh, Tiananmen Square. Oh yeah, where the guy stopped for the sure tank. the so, tank. So I'm I'm there in Tiananmen Square, right? Standing right in that spot. And I ask our tour guy, "Hey, is this the spot where the uh, the guy?" And he made this face like, "Don't fucking you don't talk, talk about, about that, that shit, really." And he made this face. We don't talk about that here. Oh wow. So I was like, "Oh fuck." Interesting. <laughs> now I hear there's like zero crime over there, and it's like super clean and all that kind of stuff. Did you find that to be the case? Yeah, it was pretty pretty clean. Uh, I can yeah, it's really strict. I really strict. Uh, yeah. I, I decided to go off on my own once. Right. Went behind a building and no lot, no fucking lie. A van rolled up and dudes in army fatigues jumped out and ran into a building. And I did an about face and just, I was like, you know what? I'm yeah. Not. Yeah. I'm- yeah. It's a, <laughs> that's a different world. Different world. How was the food? Food was fucking great. Just, Which was it? Don't ask what it. I no, you ask. don't know. Yeah. Don't ask. I, I, I have to buzz something. Yeah. I uh, had a packet of, uh, I thought it was uh, ro- roasted peanuts. I was uh-huh. eating them. Oh man, this is fucking great going to town look at it and it was crickets oh my god and i was like yeah yeah so i played a game with myself don't ask don't ask don't, don't, yeah, ask, don't just, tell yeah all right so you came back you watched school of rock on the plane you get your guitar and then self-taught or did you take lessons or what was it what was self-taught yeah self-taught. i uh I, I knew a little bit of music theory from high school from can you read music i can read music okay not well but yeah yeah <laughs> Well, if you can read music not well, you've got a leg up on 90% of guitar players out there. Yeah. So, so uh, did it come easy to you? Was it tough? Was it? Uh, I was stubborn, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not talented at all. I'm just stubborn. So I just, I don't think that's day. true. I've listened to your music and it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty great. So who are some of your uh, early like uh, bands that you were into when you started getting into that type of music? Uh, Radiohead. Radiohead was a huge inspiration. There, there. So Radiohead for me was big, especially in college. And you know, I've seen them. I've seen them live three or four times. Really, and, you know, the thing about them is you can't really say that they have a style per se. Like certain types of bands, you can say, you know, this sounds like Deftones or this sounds like Metallica or this yeah. sounds like whatever the case may be. But with the Greenwood Brothers, like they just kind of now they're like 
soundtrack, like virtuoso. Like I don't even like their last couple of albums. I don't even know if they're playing guitar on it. Like they're messing with sounds and doing all this other stuff. But uh, who else? Uh, don't laugh, but Incubus. I won't Incubus. laugh. No, Incubus, Incubus was huge. Yeah, I for love Incubus. Man. Early two thousands. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're still they're still around and doing still stuff. Playing, aren't you? Yeah, they had a new album come out not too long ago, if I recall. I haven't heard it. Yeah, I remember. I would. I got into their. Let me think when this would have been. This would have been right around the time I was going to law school, so like ninety nine or two thousand. Thank you so. And they had a. Was it called Science or it's like their oh. very first album? Well, the very first album is Fungus Among Us. Okay. And this like really funk. It's like yeah. Well, they were very much that way. <laughs> they they were in the time frame of you know corn and and yeah, Limp Bizkit and, and all that. Yeah. But then they kind of became more mainstream. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I there's I mean I I I I get down with the Bee Gees. I, I mean, Holland yeah. Oats. I I you know my wife and I will go crazy for Huey Lewis. I mean okay, nothing's okay. out Dolly Parton. I mean I'll yeah. I'll, I'll go all day outside that the makes, yeah. That makes it great. I'll listen to Dolly Parton, Suffocation, you know, <laughs> Discordance Access, Iron Reagan, Willie Nelson, yeah. all over the map. Okay. Who else Who else was out there for you? Uh, Tool. Oh, well, of course, yeah. Adam Jones, man. I, that well, you, you, you very much have kind of, even in all of your bands, kind of this atmospheric way about it. Like, the first one I listened to was the Pilot Jones, and right off the bat, I was like, I was like, so there's a John Legend song specifically that I think it's called Show Me that 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 once the one song the first one I listened to reminded me of immediately but then I was like this guy singing sounds like Frank Frank Ocean Stevie Wonder but then there's a little guitar fiddling going on there which is kind yeah. of a little bit different and but very much an as, a, atmospheric sound yeah. and then uh actual trees a lot more you know rage against the machine yeah. that there's there's kind of a hip hop element to it. And then uh Unknown Vices was a little bit more not singer songwritery, but you know, with the girl was kind of more down the middle as far as the yeah. the vibe. It wasn't too alternative in one one way or the other. Yeah. We're uh we're still yeah, we're still trying to find it to define our sound with unknown vices. Still great though. I mean I, I, like I, I dug I dug every one of them and what was so good and I can't remember what we talked about on air and off air, but all three of them are so different. Like they're very much their own <laughs> yeah. thing. You know, uh, sometimes people come in and, you know, as I was telling you, I, I'm in two or three bands. Like, yeah, they yeah. all pretty much sound the same, which again, like I said earlier, I, I don't have a problem with, but it's great yeah. that you kind of can scratch different niches with each band. Oh, definitely. It's, it's about, yeah, like I said, scratching a niche. You know? So are you much for going to live shows? Uh, I, there's playing, but yeah. I'm talking about going too. Oh yeah, right now I'm um, a huge fan. Who who are some of the big shows in your uh, uh, in your repertoire? My biggest show probably was you know Mastodon. Oh Mastodon. yeah, which one? Uh, this was oh, 2014. That was a down at the, the Orpheum, not the Orpheum, the Ritz? fairgrounds. Oh, okay. maybe 15, 14 and fifteen. There was just a big show. Uh, I've seen them three times. Mastodon, yeah, they fucking suck live. I don't. They've well, gotten a lot better. They've gotten a lot I better. Well, no, it's true. It, yeah, it's you make a valid point because they had they were very they had a tough time translating from the studio to it's, a live it's show. So much going on. Well, and they've got three singers, and some of them 
can sing better in a studio with the help of whatever yeah. than they can live. And you have to imagine, like, well, with their newer stuff, um, Ron Daler, the drummer, is doing I a love, lot of the singing. He's got that. the higher register, very Iron Maiden kind of delivery. But you got to imagine playing drums is exhausting, especially that type of music. Yeah. And to, to somehow technically, well, yeah, and sing at the same time. I mean, if you're if you're the Eagles and you're Don Henley, I mean, you can just tap a cymbal and sing whatever, but. Dude's like running a marathon and singing yeah. at the same time. That's crazy. Uh, and then like uh, Brent Hines, who's one of my personal guitar Brent heroes. Hines. I'll show you. I got a signature model in my really? office. Yeah, I met him. I so met him too. Gibson? It was the Epiphone, uh, okay. the V though. But, uh, you know, he's half in the bag half the time. He's yeah. had his nose broken a bunch. And so yeah. in the studio, he sounds like Ozzy. In per- <laughs> yeah, in person, it gets a little bit dodgy. But no, I so – Dan Byers, who's in uh, Wolfface, he's got Rock Garden Studios over in uh, Pinellas, and really? he he uh, records all of Troy Saunders stuff. Um, the bass player, lead singer, like he's done some of the stuff for Mastodon. I love his singing. Yeah, yeah, he just did. A, you know, Kveller Talk, the uh, that's like a Scandinavian he metal band. Just released something early, and he's fucking dope. Yeah, and he sings on it. Really? Yeah, and he sings on the new Killer Be Killed. I don't know if you've heard Killer them. Killer Be Killed with uh, Ben Kohler, Ca- Cavalera, Ben Kohler, and uh, Greg Picciato from uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Yes, that so, album. They only have one, right? No, they just put a new one out. They did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. You got to check it out. I got to check it out. So, anyway. Um, so, Mastodon was one. Who else? Was, what are some other big shows um, for you? I'm a big fan of Seven Dust. Really? Okay. Yeah, they they played a lot. Are they a local band? Are they a Florida band at least? Uh, I think Jacksonville. Yeah, and then like POD, I always feel like they're all in the same same that genre. Album. Yeah, almost not Christian, but kind of that that kind of deal. Yeah. Um. I saw in the in the promo photo for uh, Pilot Jones, you got uh, Suffocation. Oh. How'd you How'd you find out about Suffocation? Suffocation. Oh, uh, I have a buddy, uh, Sean. From Tampa. Okay. And he got me into um, Suffocation. They're insane, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't like death metal. I didn't like death metal until maybe like five, six years ago. It's a it's a acquired taste and it. it's it, very rarely does someone like it right off the yeah, bat. Yeah. Like gotta, it's like smoking cigarettes. Yeah. It's like, or drinking beer or drinking coffee <laughs> oh, or whatever. It's like, what the hell is that? It's just like, wait a second. Let me try that again. Oh, okay. I can kind of figure out. Well, yeah. So I've had that conversation with a lot of people. Like, I don't know if you ever listened to Converge or Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, yeah. I listened to that. Well, it's kind of that mathy deal where it's different time signatures and different things going on. And it, yeah. It, at first, it's like, this sounds like a car accident, but after a while, it becomes like jazz, you know, yeah. like, like okay, I, I can kind of dig it. And then after a while, it kind of clicks and then it's like, it make, yeah. and I and I love it. It, it, it. You know, the so right now, my wife and all the girls in the office, all they do when they're not here is watch Hallmark, Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, uh, and that time of year. Well, so, you know, Def Leppard is Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> you know, Converge is like, you know, okay. Tenet or 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 uh, inter- yeah. What's what's the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio where he like goes into dreams and starts? Oh, uh, Inception. Uh, Inception. Yeah. So that's that's those ha- movies. Ha- ha- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's not. It's not. It's not. You got to work work at it. You know. Yeah. And but I like that. I like music. You got to work at. Yeah. I, I always tell my friends because they ask me why the why the hell are you into this shit? And I'm like, well, to get into it, you can't passively listen to it. This yeah. Is you got to participate. Yeah, yeah. You got to really like pay attention. What what's the fucking what's the drum doing? Yeah. Yeah. What this guitarist doing? Like time signatures are changing. 
but you can't ride in your car with the homies and hey, listen to this new fucking right, 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 know, right. Converge track. Right. Now, what what are some of your tastes outside of metal and that sort of music? Like, I mean, again, pilot, pilot. Now, I, this is another question. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Um, you're the first person who told me to go to SoundCloud to listen to their music. Almost everybody that I talk to is either on Bandcamp or Spotify. Was that a was that a decision or is it just kind of how it worked out? Um. Well, the different platforms, I guess they they cater to different audiences. Right, like metal guys, yeah, Bandcamp is obvious. Choice. Yeah, hip hop guys, notoriously SoundCloud. Is that the way it goes? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard the term te- SoundCloud rappers. No, <laughs> I'm. I, I, I tell everybody I have no ego. Please teach me. Oh, like, okay. like I, I, I want to learn. So, okay. so, so SoundCloud is more where that community yeah, goes. It's more to. for the hip. It's more okay catered and um, uh, but yeah, you know um. Actually, um, we just met the uh, Pilot Jones is a, was the uh, is a solo act okay. for a while. So we, uh, me, myself, and the drummer from Unknown Vices met uh, Pilot. His new real name is Aaron. Okay, and we started performing, and we said, you know, let's go by the name Pilot all together as a band. Is he here locally? Yes. All right, you yeah, got to get him in here for me. You, yeah, I definitely put him in touch. He's all right, really cool. Now playing live before COVID, were you playing live a lot or? Oh yeah, we were getting out a lot. And with which acts? Unknown, unknown vices. Okay, and where would you guys play? Uh, we were playing. We got offers to the Brass Mug. Okay. Brass Mug. We never made it out. Um, uh, it's not the uh, Pink Pony. <laughs> I want to almost say Pink Pony. It's uh, a unicorn or some kind of horse off of. Florida. Uh, the, the t- it happens to people in this room. Pegasus. Pegasus okay. Lounge. Yeah, this this room has magic qualities that erase your ability to think of <laughs> band names, people that you've played with, what types of instruments you've had. It's weird. I don't know. I think that's because, like, the server for the office is right across the hallway. Maybe. It's, like, draining our – but anyway. Uh, okay. So, uh, and, and with that band, how many pieces are in that band? With uh, – Unknown, or, yeah, uh, unknown, yeah. Unknown uh, is me on guitar and uh, my friend Isaac on bass. Okay. Uh, Chad on drums and the singer is uh, Crystal. Okay. All right. So now, what what is a what is a show a show with that band look like? Is it a chill crowd or people kind of get up and move around or? Yeah, we're we're really high energy. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, perform with different genres, so yeah. it all depends on you know. Usually, folks, re- we uh, interact really well with us, right? Because we're really, like I said, really high energy. We, we we don't just play to a backing track, right? Or but we're not really death metal, so or metal period, yeah. So we don't really get head banging. But no, but I could see people kind of grooving on it, oh, or yeah. or you could sit there and just watch. I mean, you could kind of go whatever speed you want to go. No, have you played any festivals with any of those acts? No festivals yet. Okay, because damn COVID, man. So, yeah. <laughs> have you been riding much during COVID? Uh, yeah, I wrote, well, my actual tree stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was. Cause that you don't need anybody for, right? I need anybody. You ride it. Then you record it at your house or. Yeah. Oh yeah. All are you on GarageBand or what, what do you record uh, stuff into? Reason. Okay. Yeah. I met one of the black honkies and, um, he said, Hey, use this software. And I'm okay. Like, okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's good. Now I, I see you have at least one kid, right? Two. I have two. A boy and a girl. Yeah. Girl and a girl. Okay. And how old are they? Uh, my daughter's thirteen. And my son is uh, nine. Okay, and are you married to the mom or? No. Okay. No. Is she around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. She, yeah. All right. And are they into music at all? My kids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, my daughter, she's the one who inspired me to, to, to get out of the bedroom. I was a bedroom guitarist all this time till last year. 
Do she, you do you have her listen to your stuff and say, "Is this how does it oh, sound?" Oh yeah, yeah. She's like that. This, this is shit. Really? <laughs> she's your she's best, like, best and worst critic. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's I raised her, man. <laughs> so I have a seventeen-year-old that I feel like she's thirteen. What does a thirteen-year-old feel like? Like she's thirty? Like is she just telling you what's what? And yeah, yeah. I feel like the roles are slowly reversing. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's the parent. Yeah, yeah. I can't even. If I just just trying to extrapolate thirteen from where I'm at with seven, I, I don't even know that I'm gonna. I keep I keep joking with my wife. I'm like I'm gonna be dead of a heart attack long. Oh before. no no. Yeah, I can't. You I can't. have a little best friend, man. It's, yeah. It's well, my weird. son is is the opposite. My son is the chillest little dude in the world. Really? Like, yeah, he just sits next to me on the couch. Like we have a we go down to Anna Maria Island a lot. My wife and my daughter they love going out to the beach and like they'll go out there at, like eight o'clock in the morning and stay till like eight o'clock at night and my irish skin i'll go out there i get out there for about i mean i, I dig the beach but i can't i, I well a i'm a little bit add yeah, yeah. and b it, it's just fucking water and sand man well and the type of work that i do like i'm not one that can calm down very easily like it takes me about a week to calm down oh really yeah i can't just like wake up saturday and be chill like i gotta because you know i'm 200 some odd divorces i'm dealing with and all yeah. this other stuff but my wife and my daughter will go out there all day long. But my son just he'll walk right out there, turn around and walk back and just sit with me. And he'd rather watch shows. And the, the great that he's slowed down a little bit. But when he was just two, he was picking up. We bought him ukuleles and stuff. Yeah. And he knew how to hold it the right way. He knew how to fret the strings. Oh, shit. And he would strum and stomp his feet the same time as he was strumming. I was like, please let him be a guitarist. Wow. Please let him be a musician. Yeah. That'll be the best thing ever. So we'll see how that goes. Now, your your boy's how old? Uh, nine. Uh, music for him or sports? Or what's his deal? Uh, we're trying. Everything, like, yeah, like I said, he shows interest in something. Like, oh, you like drums? I bought a $500 drum kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm there with you. Like, you just, you don't want to push it. You don't want to make it a chore. But if they want to do it, you, yeah, you yeah. figure it out for them. So. Um, any other big shows that, that, that you, that or were, you know, life-changing for you? Uh, Symphony X. Okay. A big fan of Symphony X. And that was kind of my favorite, my, my first and my favorite show because they play like real technical symphonic yeah. metal. Yeah. But when they played it live, it was like a fucking hip hop show. There was so much groove yeah. to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, yeah. I wasn't mad that it sounded nothing like the album. Sure. But I was like, this is how, this is why I like prefer live music over recordings. So when I go to concerts now and I pick up the, the, the CD and I take it home, like it's, it's shit compared to, the show. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends on the act, but uh, for sure. Do, do you ever listen to Devin Townsend? I love Devin Townsend. Yeah, because I, I, I'm not. He's not one of my people, but really? I, if if you're into that, stuff, Ocean it, Machine, man, that's a well. He's a virtue, a very virtuoso, and yeah. if you're into that type of thing, I mean, oh. that's that's where it's at. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. So what's so what's your day job? I uh, I'm I work in administration at a substance abuse treatment agency. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's all. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I so I had uh, in uh, George Wood a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you know him, but he started the Timothy Initiative and mm -hmm. Sober Truth Project. And my okay, wife okay. volunteers for Friends of Joshua House and stuff. Jo so, okay, I know about that. So uh, how'd you get into that line of work? Uh, uh, well, I've been working in uh, the medical field for years. I, I started back in Daytona. And every time I went somewhere, I just ended up getting a medical records job. Yeah. And uh, that's been my, my experience. So uh, I tried to go into the behavioral health field with, with ACTS okay. agency. And um, I've been there ever since. And are you dealing with people directly or are you more dealing with employees at the place? Like, are you dealing with people in treatment or? A little bit of both. Yeah. I'm the, uh, the liaison. I'm the grievance officer. So 
So what does that mean? I deal with complaints. From whom to whom? (laughs) The clients. If clients have a complaint against the pro, uh, the, the agency or a, a program, and, and and how do you handle that? Is that does that get to you, or are you able to weather that storm pretty well? Yeah, I don't take it first. I was just cursed out an hour before I got here. Really? Yeah, we lost some guys' stuff, and and uh, you know, it couldn't reach a favorable decision. So now, how now is that something that you have kind of? worked on within yourself or is that just normally your personality you can just kind of weather the storm yeah just learn how to deal being a black kid from daytona beach you've it's like you nothing you can say to me it's oh, worse yeah. than I, people running across the street yelling the n-word at me I'm like oh hey how you doing oh man. <laughs> god i can't i can't imagine ah. so uh yeah i just can't even well i mean with this job too I, it's it's a lot of complaints but i don't deal well with them and it's something i always have to work on and yeah you just don't take it personal. Yeah. Personal. You try to be empathetic to the person that's, you know, if I'm in substance abuse treatment, I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm, right. I don't want to be here. This, this fucking sucks. You guys fucking suck for making me do this shit. Right. Right. So, you know, any misstep, it pisses them off. And I listen to them. I'm like, you know, I wait until the person has expressed why they're so upset. Like, All right. What do you want me to do? How can I make make this make this right? How can I make you feel better? And usually they're like, just listen to me. That's that's it. Like, just, just tell them not to be asshole. Let them hear it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Will do. I'll tell them not to be an asshole. Is there anything else? Like, no, I'm I'm good. Thank you. Well, it's almost like the uh, the rope a dope. I always think of is let people wear themselves out. You know, just let them oh, get it yeah. out of their system and just okay, okay. Your okay. parents, so you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know. Sometimes, sometimes I forget and I, I kind of lose my shit. But um, I, I I lose my shit, my son, all the time. Are your parents still around? Yeah. Do you are you close with them? You talk to them? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. All what time. about your siblings? Uh, my uh, I have a little brother. And uh, my little sister passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Was that recent or was that? Uh, uh, 2001. Okay. So it's been a little while. That's got to be tough, man. Yeah. It happened around uh, this time. Uh, it, ne- it never gets easy. Yeah. I, I, I lost my parents uh, in 2018 and 2019. Oh, sorry, man. But they were, you know. 70 something and 80 so doesn't make it easier (laughs) well it doesn't but they had a full life and so when people don't you know i've had uh my buddy lee perlman came in he lost his brother to suicide um i have bill yanger in whose daughter was murdered and he knows who did it and he's not in prison and he's an attorney he was just running for judge locally and he's like He's like, yeah, I pretty much study this case every night when I go home and I'm constantly trying to talk to the cops down there. And they're like, we just don't have enough to do anything about it. So uh, it's uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. Crazy. Crazy. (laughs) I can weather lots of storms, but that one. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. You know, life. I've had this conversation with people a lot. You know, life is a motherfucker and. No one gets out alive, so you yeah. got to have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, just got to figure out a <laughs> it finds ways to humble you, and you got to let life wear itself out, just like you do the yeah. people making complaints. So, um, any plans to record any music coming up? Uh, yeah, if my house stops fucking flooding. I'm gonna oh, no. record more. Actually, you got issues with flooding. Yeah, my house. You got to talk to Marie, my partner. She does all the property insurance litigation. Oh, really? Yeah, she'll she'll get after your insurance company. Oh, yeah, you got to talk to you. Love Marie. Yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So why is it flooding? Are you in a like flood zone uh, A or what's no, the story? Just the house was built real fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, the what part of town? Ta- you don't have to give me obviously Riverview. No. Okay. Uh, no, no. Um, it's just the I bought the home last year in uh, in April in in June it fucking flooded mm. as soon as it rained. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, just. Just, you know, homeowner shit. You know, I expected this. Is it roof or on the floor or where, whereabouts? Well, uh, it, it was it was the, the floor. Yeah. And then earlier it was the roof. Yeah. Fixed the roof, fixed the floor. Now it's the floor. Yeah. So, 
Hmm. Uh, but but it's, it's where my man cave is, my studio. Oh man, uh, so I, I I didn't walk in my office yet, but yeah, I know I have this this existential dread about losing my instruments. So speaking of, like, what what do you plan? What's in your what's in your toolbox? Uh, my favorite is my uh, 1981 Gibson Les Paul Custom. Nice. Yeah, Adam Jones, man. I was like, yeah. I find that guitar. Okay, is it got like a sunburst on it, or what's the? Black. What? Oh, Black. nice. So that's oh. an Adam Jones guitar, then. Yeah. It, what it kind was. of pickups do you have on there? 57 Classics. Is that the originals on there? No, they were Tim oh. Shaw's originals. Okay. I didn't know this till way later after I sold them. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Oh, my God. What else do you have? Uh, for, uh, I have an eight-string, a uh, Kiesel, and I fucking love it. It's the best playing guitar I have. Now, with the eight-string, what do you... So, here's here's where I get outside my depth of knowledge of things. So, the tuning on a, on a guitar where you're going north of seven or, or six strings on it, what are you tuning this? It's, it's the thicker strings that you're adding yeah. on, right? Yeah. So you're just adding some bass in there. That's it. Is it's, that pretty yeah. much it? It's not. Now, is it a standard tuning though? Like, what are you tuning? What are you tuning the the seventh and eighth strings to? The seventh string is a B string. Okay. And then the the high uh, the neck the, the highest string is F sharp. Okay. Which you know at first you just doesn't make any fucking sense, but then when you think about think about the G and the B on the lower on the higher end. Yeah. But the B is the G is tuned a little higher because right. whatever you know. Yeah. Well, it's not it, those the F sharp. It if you tune it to G, then it's the same thing. But, now, but you like what kind of chords are you playing on that? I mean, are, it's just once you realize that all the patterns repeat. Yeah. Like, all the notes. It's just like oh, you just because I could see it. You can fuck around with scales and you know all that kind yeah. of stuff on there. But with chords, it would it would mess my mind up just a little bit thinking about it. Because power chords. Can you do power chords on the top too? Yeah, just power chords. Okay, all right. Uh, but that now can you do like a drop detune on that too? Or yeah, lots of people detune. And then I'm too fucking stupid, man. I, I lose. Well, track. I heard the big thing with the detune is you can do power chords with one finger. Is the big yeah, but it fucks there. me up with scales. Yeah, and uh, when I'm trying to do leads, I'm trying to rearrange my mind like all right this is now a, not an f sharp this is a whatever and i'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> we talked about some of your bands what about guitar heroes guitar heroes um oh man that's a good question i love my boy from symphony x michael, yeah. michael romeo okay uh but uh roy clark oh really roy clark is i think a guitar god really because he makes it look fun like yeah you know there's people like you know you mom's thing he makes it look fun too yeah but it sounds like shit roy clark can make it sound so much fucking fun. Right. And look like right. he's having fun with it. Yeah. I mean, there's people who play and make it look easy and, you know, they, they might not be technically doing just insane stuff, but um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Josh Homme, who was in a Caius and Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. Because he has this, there's a great video on YouTube. I'll send it to you if I remember to. Yeah. But he talks about how, like, he'll either remove a note from a scale or he'll play one note off in a scale uh -huh. just to kind of give it a darker vibe. And uh, all of the, all of that music is got it. Like I can hear a song within seconds, know that it's him. Really? But one of his big heroes and another person is uh, uh, ZZ Top. And those guys are talk about making it look easy. They, they're, they're ridiculously talented, but they're they're completely shit housed when they're playing most of the time, and their beards are hanging over the strings. I was wondering how they play. Oh my god, I think they're high and drunk as shit every time that they're the playing. Guitars are by their ankles. Oh, oh, oh. with their beards all over yeah. it and everything else. I, I I can't even I can't even figure it out. But 
Uh, you know, what I most spend most of my time playing there just because it's easier is like Misfits, Black Flag, okay. Minor Threat, Descendants. Fun punk shit. Just three chords and, a, yeah. and an attitude, you know, just oh, jamming away at it. That's all you really need. Yeah. Well, I showed you that Most Right guitar, which is uh, Johnny Ramone's guitar. And I always thought those were badass because yeah. they look like upside down strats. It looks the way so that, funky. Yeah. Um, I bought a V, which is great, but you can't play it sitting down that yeah. That easy. So you now you said you, you're you're looking at maybe playing bass in a in a band coming up, but I won't I won't talk about the specifics. But uh, what what type of bass are you playing? Uh, I just got a five string Jackson. Oh really? And I'm wrapping my head around the five string. I was falling in love with the four string. I bought a, a Fender Jazz Deluxe. Yeah. And I love that guitar that bass. I gotta bring I gotta bring my boy Greg in because he's he's got uh, he's got this white hot hatred for any bass that has more than four strings or guitar that has more than six strings. Yeah, I understand it. Like we have a running argument about Deftones because I love Deftones. Deftones. Uh, and uh, although yesterday it came out that uh, Stephen Carpenter, the Stephen guitarist, Carpenter. Uh, is a flat earther and a oh, COVID denier and uh, all this other stuff, and it's just like, oh, you're killing me. You're I wanted his me. good signature too. Have you seen the one that looks like a telly? It's like a sparkle green exactly telly. Exactly the one I wanted. That is badass. Green is my favorite color, and I saw that shit, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like fifteen hundred bucks. Well, the other thing too, I had a a Ben Weinman uh, ESP because ESP does all those signature models. Does that Stephen Carpenter? I had a Ben My- Weinman one, which is a really cool looking guitar, but they have those Evertune thing Ever- in there. Yeah, and that adds about thirty goddamn pounds to this really? guitar. Oh my god, it's like oh. holding a Volkswagen. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna give, hand you my uh, telly that I have in my in my uh, office. It's a uh, Brad Paisley signature Brad model. Paisley. I'm not. I'm not down. Like I can do country like up until eighty, and then yeah. like what I call liberal country. But if it gets to like George Strady or anything ah. that's like Walmart country, that's where I start to have Walmart. issues with it. What, where does Jim Croce fall? He's a folk. Yeah, I don't even. Put, yeah, more of a folk guy. Okay, yeah, I'm a like, big Jim Croce fan. I love it, man. I love your taste. Well, what about like hip hop and soul and all that kind of stuff? Oh. I mean, because you got all that in in these bands that you're in. Well, I like you know Wu Tang. Of course, Wu Tang yeah, playing. Yeah. Uh, Try call Quest all day. Try call uh, Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Huge Buster Rhymes. What's the singer's name for for Pilot Jones? Uh, his real name's Aaron. Okay. His voice like super impressed me. And the other thing is. Is that sounded clean too? Like it didn't sound like there was any production Thanks. put on it. Yeah, he he did that before we met him. Okay, so I gotta I'm really gotta ask him. Uh, you know how he really what his expectations for what he wants it to sound like yeah. live? Because yeah, like the recording sounds fantastic. Really clean, good vocals, yeah. and I, I dug that in a big way. But I also was like, there's something like. That 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 could really he yeah he loves you should hear him when he's not when he's just singing he yeah. can fucking sing his ass off it sounds like lo- Stevie Wonder well but what's great that's that's what I love I love like the mixed mediums of things though because it sounds like Franco Stevie Wonder John Legend and in the in the video you got your suffocation shirt on and everybody <laughs> looks you know death metaled out I was like this is this is right up my alley I love it it's oh a, yeah um. So anyway, so what does the future hold for you? You said if you can deal with the flooding, you're going to record some more. Is that going to be actual tree stuff? Uh, that's the actual tree stuff that's holding. That's, okay, that's on the hold. But um, we're working with Pilot uh, Aaron. Okay, and Pilot Jones. It's a major focus right now is working on that project. I want to see. I want to hear a full album come out somewhere. We're working on it. Yeah. We're now, are each of you guys writing together, or does he write most of the lyrics, and you guys just come up with the song parts? Or well, he's brought. 
a few songs to the table already, and uh, we want to add some more, so we're gonna write, write those together. Yeah, now that we're a band. Yeah, that's exciting. Have you booked any shows with any of the groups? Uh, we have a show on December thirteenth. Okay. Uh, to pilot just uh, Aaron just told me uh, today. So I, I don't know the details okay. yet. Okay. Okay. Are you much into politics? Is that your bag? Or are you trying to stay politics? out of it? No. Um, you know, it's, it's again, it's just a necessary. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I, they, I guess they, they announced Georgia today as three, three counts and we're done counting. And so, <laughs> yeah. So it looks like it looks like 306 for Biden, which is the, the mere opposite of what Trump got. Yeah. Four years ago. So. Everybody's still like sending me memes and stuff, and I'm like, I, I need to take a break. Like, I can't. You gotta, yeah, detox from all of that because you start taking it personal again. Yeah, it bums me out. It really bums me out, but it's hard because, you know, someone was. There's all these memes and everything that get posted, and one of the ones is like, you know, I can see past our disagreements and still be friends with everything else. <laughs> it's, it's bullshit. Like, well. That's okay if we're talking about, you know, the Bucks and the Steelers. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Sports. But if we're talking about like homophobic, whatever, racial, whatever, it's like, I don't know that I can get past that. Like, so, yeah. yeah, it's like, no, I'm kind of right on that one. You're, yeah. you're, you're pretty objectively wrong on that one. Yeah. So. When it affects someone else's life. Yeah. Like, Flat earthers, like, okay, we can, if you believe that shit, okay. Yeah. You know, if you believe in Santa Claus, okay. Yeah. If you believe that gay people should have the same rights as, you know, the basic human rights as us, then we got to, I can't agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was listening to, uh, it was uh, Morning Joe today, and they were talking about how the the left have really got to rebrand um, the whole socialism thing and defund the police, that yeah. those two are not not playing well even with moderate liberals they just can't get behind it and the whole defund the police i don't know who coined the phrase defund the police but they needed to work on that one a little yeah. bit more before they put it out there that's not yeah um, it doesn't sound good to me i'm i'm like oh no not defund the police yeah maybe reorganize or restructure or Definitely. rethink or or whatever but uh yeah, reallocate the resources yeah um, not, well, well, I think I think they, they've somehow become militarized. They've definitely. somehow become like a, a, a platoon, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I National yeah. Guard light. Well, for sure, and and you know, I I always I've had a uh, he's retired, but Colonel John Mulberry was in here, and he was a former Special Forces guy, and I was talking to him about you know being overseas and stuff, and it's like. You can't go in and rough people up and you can't go in and, you know, because because you're not ever going to win the hearts and minds of yeah. people. And I, I feel like a lot a lot the same way here. You've got to you've got to become friends with the people that you're 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 helping. Yeah. And, you know, if it's all this shooting bullshit and tasing and all this other stuff. Yeah. That, now it's by I don't know if it's because of COVID or because of the poly, you know. I haven't, luckily, it's been a few weeks since I've heard of somebody getting killed. You know, the kind of morbid joke is that COVID was the best thing for school shootings right. ever because you don't well, hear about them anymore. I kind of said the same thing about about Trump. Like, you really haven't heard about mass shootings. Like, in the last four years, think about it. Like, mass school, like, shootings and shit like that. Oh. I think, I well, 
I'm trying to. It, it's funny because this this four years has seemed like twelve years. So it seems like it's hard for me to put everything in a timeline. But, but definitely since COVID, like yeah, yeah, like, any Sandy Hooks, like yeah, that was probably I think one of that was a turning point. Yeah, in the country next to. Are you a gun guy? I'm a gun guy. Are you? I'm a gun guy, but Sandy Hook that broke my heart more than any. Well, how could it not? Right. That broke my heart more, than, and then there are people that deny it, and that it just it it makes me want to cry. Like, yeah. Like, how can you deny that this happened to these children and these people, yeah. and these families? And it just makes me so angry that people will just hear something like fake news. And yeah, yeah, I believe that it's fake news. I don't want to look at the truth. Did you watch, are you much of a Netflix person? Yeah. Did you watch The Social Dilemma, the no, documentary? I, I need to watch it. Yeah. And then that guy, the the producer was on... Um, or the director was on Joe Rogan and I listened to that too. And I, I, I understand the deal with it and I don't disagree with it. I, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a older problem. Like I think a lot of people are putting it on social media. And I think, I, the, I think, uh, sales and capitalism and government and all these things have been tinkering with people's, views on things for much longer than the social media has been around. You yeah. know, there was a, there was a book called hidden persuaders that my dad always used to talk about. And one of the, the big things in that book was when you walk into a grocery store, you know, things that are eye level versus not eye level things that are at end caps versus not yeah. end caps and where placement by the register. And just, you know, when you talk into like geolocation, like, you know, you're, near a, a shoe store and you search something and then all these things pop up and attorneys are doing it now with personal injury. You're near an emergency room and you type attorney and all these, you know, or like people think uh, Alexa hears you. It's like, I was just talking about wanting some, some, but I, I think that's true, man. Yeah. It, it so. means specifically will advertise shit. To you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to check out that social dilemma though. Gotta, it's it's yeah. pretty crazy. Cause it talks about how like, like content on YouTube People people spend more time watching conspiracy content than they do that's oh. that's non conspiracy that's kind of like fact checked. Yeah. So it's much more easily available on YouTube than stuff that's like peer reviewed and a little bit more educational. Yeah. My daughter, she loves watching conspiracy theories about like <laughs> her shows like Five Nights at Freddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> she loves conspiracies. Well, so the whole thing, the whole the whole point of that documentary is is that businesses, governments, politicians, all these things is the whole goal is to keep your eyes on a screen for as long as they can. Yeah. So what's going to keep your eyes on a screen? Is it going to be boring ass stuff about the history of Florida or is yeah. it going to be Flat earther, anti-vaxxer, COVID denier. Florida doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so those are the things that keep people going. Yeah, it's the, you know, the media is it's a business. Yeah. So, I, I I mean, I work in business, so I understand how business works. Right. Instagram wants to keep you on Instagram, so they show you beautiful fucking people. Yeah. Stupid shit. So, yeah. the media likes to sell you what engages you, which is fear and just that 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 uh that excitement. I mean, you know, we we don't want to admit it, but we're kind of excited when we we hear about oh, it's a shooting. Yeah, you know, oh my god, it's like a car wreck. Pray, yeah, you, prayer is sent, but yeah. you kind of you can't put yourself away. You want to see how bad this tragedy is. So right. we love tragedy. How how much do you uh, control that with your kids? Is that something you worry about? Just kind of let them I figure it out. I can't. I just I, when they come to me with questions, I'll it scares the shit out of me with my little girl because I just think of the bullying and the sexual stuff and the people starting. You know, yeah, that freaks me out. Just think about. I think about it as when I was a kid. You know, I heard about sex when I was in elementary. 
Like, oh yeah, I did so and so. Yeah, but what back then? What was it? It was like your friend's dad's Playboy in the bathroom or yeah. whatever. <laughs> was it? Well, yeah, I guess you're right. It's more. It's not. A, it wasn't as around back then. Yeah. Unless you mess with your cable box and you could figure out how to get Cinemax out. You remember that? On. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Spoon, I appreciate it. Well, actually, let me ask you this question. So, you said your name is Ryan Ingram. <laughs> yeah. So, where does Spoon Douglas come from? College. College. Okay. Um, I had a roommate, and I was telling my roommate about my nickname was, was Spoon at some point or, or another. Now, was this the, the undergrad place that you're talking about? This or? is at USF. Okay. I, came over I don't even know. We didn't even talk about USF. Yeah. I came to Tampa. Okay. lived in the dorms. Okay. And um, I, one night, we were doing a uh, dorm, just uh, introducing ourselves, and we were going around saying everyone's names. So, uh-huh. my, my roommate, when it come, came time to me, my roommate says, oh, his name's Spoon. Spoon Dog. Yeah. Spoon. And, and like, it's stuck. It's stuck. And everyone's, oh, that guy's Spoon. And, now I, on social media, you have parenthetically after your name, it's like a it's like a Muslim name or something. They're uh, the Douglas or Rydini. I think it was Rydini. Yeah. Rydini. Oh, well, I love Houdini. Okay, I love Houdini. Oh, so that's just a <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I should have looked at it more closely. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I kind of right. stole that. That's funny. All right. Well, I can't appre- to tell you say thanks enough for you coming by on a Friday afternoon. I really appreciate you coming by. Uh, I love your music. I think you're super talented. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, what you guys put out in the coming years. And hopefully you won't be a stranger. Oh, thank you, Joshua. I really appreciate you. All right. Have a nice weekend. You too.